While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. We're here. We're joined by New Bedford City Councilor Shane Burgo. We'll take your calls at 508-996-0500 if you want to call in or if you want a message on the WBSM app chat. But we, uh, Shane, um, we're here to talk about something you're proposing in the next city council uh, meeting. You um, have made Housing probably the signature issue of your of your tenure. You're the chair of uh, uh, the homeless uh, the housing committee in the city council that was created specifically for your leadership on the issue. Um, and so uh, you're proposing a ballot question. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah. So um, the ballot question, and I want to make it very clear, is a non-binding resolution. So essentially, it's a it's a fact finding mission, just to poll the people of New Bedford on this issue, and on whether or not they want to see their local legislature, the city council, uh, move on this issue. So essentially, the the ballot question that I'm looking to uh, put on our November seventh ballot would be: Should the city of New Bedford adopt an ordinance stabilizing rents to prevent displacement in the local housing rental market? Simple yes or no question. Um, and then based on the feedback from our community, our residents, I would then would like to see us proceed with a home rule petition um, that would be binding to have rent stabilization here in the city. Okay. So what is rent stabilization? So, and I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because, I, you know, I think a lot of times when I bring this up, um, the first thing that people think of is rent control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they use the word uh, synonymously, like, oh, rent stabilization, rent control. But they're two different things. So rent okay. control, um, you know, I wouldn't be in support of. Because rent control tells you, for example, you can't raise rents higher than $800. That, it caps it out at a, a particular number. Eight hundred dollars. That's it. Um, I wouldn't be for that because we know that the way the market changes, inflation, our taxes. Uh, you know, as we talk about going up, we need to allow for the landlords to be able to uh, adjust for those uh, changes in prices. So, rent stabilization, however, it is a cap, but on the percentage of an increase. Because what I've been seeing, uh, and I know a number of my colleagues have had the same experience I have, where particularly our uh, senior citizens who are on a fixed income are getting notices, hey, guess what? Next month when your lease renews, your $800 rent is now $1,600. Right. Uh, or $1,000 rent is going to 2000 basically doubling their rent and only giving them you know, the required 30-day notice, in some cases maybe 90-day notice, um, which, again, if we're talking about our senior population, they're on a fixed income. They, they get their small little you know, cost of living adjustment every now and then, but not enough to cover uh, a 100% increase. So what I would like to see New Bedford enact is a rent stabilization where I say, hey, listen, we're going to cap it, not, you know, we can't have it go doubling 100%, maybe 30%, maybe 20%. That's the other part of this. So if 
the people of New Bedford say to us, yes, we need rent stabilization. We need to stabilize our rents. We need to make sure our landlords are not allowed to double our rents in this small amount of time. That's when we can have a broader discussion about what that would look like for New Bedford. Because similar to like Boston, uh, Mayor Wu uh, sent out a home rule petition for rent stabilization in Boston. And they're doing it very, uh, I believe how they they have it set, depending on the year of the and build of the of the home or the structure, you can increase the rent a certain amount. If it's a newer structure, you might be able to increase it higher. You know, here in New Bedford, potentially, if we wanted to, we could make it where if it's owner-occupied, we offer incentives that way as well. Um, so, you know, there's endless things that we could possibly discuss and, and do with rent stabilization. But first, I want to hear from the people of New Bedford if it's something they even want to begin discussing. So here's um, just... Just to, uh, for what, what people, if people don't know what a home rule petition is, essentially that is something that is enacted by a municipal, municipal body of government sent to the legislature and then passed in the legislature and signed by the governor. So you, it's important, that's important to, 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 uh, know with this process is because rent stabilization or any type of any type of this type these types of regula- regulations on rent are outlawed from a 1994 ballot referendum but you're saying this can th- there's the workaround would be the home rule petition correct so and the the other part I want to mention too with the home rule petition um, in order for a home rule petition to even be successful and move on to the state legis- um I don't know if you mentioned this. Is it, we need eight councilors, um, a supermajority, right. uh, to send it to the mayor's office, and we need the mayor's signature. It's not something that we can override with a veto. All 11 of our city councilors could be in support of this, um, and if the mayor doesn't sign off on it, it's dead on arrival. So that's why I've decided to go this route. I've, I've been working with uh, a number of community leaders. Uh, we're building a coalition to um, – you know, work on this because I think it's important that I think I've mentioned before, you know, I, I've been elected to the seat councilor at large, but I'm in this seat for the people as cliche as that sounds. So that's why it's so important for me to hear from our residents. Sounds very cliche. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop me from saying it though. Um, but I think it's important to hear from our residents. And then also I think a lot of times when we, we want some change for the public good, uh, we don't always have that political will behind it. So I'm hoping that this ballot question will encourage our uh, you know local legislators and state legislators to see that this is a movement that is coming through the Commonwealth. So uh, to that if, to that end, you, you talked about the support you need to get a home rule petition done and all of that. Do you have support to get this question on the ballot? Uh, yes. So I've spoken with a number of my colleagues. Um, I believe we will be able to pass this. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I have two co-sponsors as of right now. Uh, Councilor um, Councilor at Large uh, Brian Gomes and Council President Linda Morad. Um, and I believe all my colleagues are on board with the ballot question itself because, again, I, I, I want to reiterate for those who are maybe just joining now or weren't paying attention, this ballot question is non-binding. It is literally just an advisory question to see if the people of New Bedford even want this. Do you support this, yes or no, is basically Correct. what it is. And what that is, is rent stabilization, which I think is worth explaining again, because, again, you said uh, a lot of people talk about rent control, but this mm-hmm. is different. So what is rent stabilization? Yeah, so in, in my view of rent stabilization, it would just be capping the a percentage that a landlord can raise the rent in one 
fiscal year or one lease year, I should say. Okay. Because obviously, depending on when you moved in, your lease might have started in February for some others in June. So, mm-hmm. you know, as I mentioned before, we I've, I've had uh, numerous uh, you know, conversations with residents talking about their rent doubling. And I just think that's outrageous, especially yeah. now, you know, I get the prices are increasing, but our wages have not increased. No. So it's difficult to, you know, uh, our residents that are already struggling to, to tread water as it is to then have to figure out where they're going to live. And, and what's even worse is New Bedford, you know, unfortunately is one of the, uh, cheaper places to live, which is crazy uh-huh. to say, because it's like, well, where, then where do you go if you can't even live in the cheapest uh, parts of Massachusetts? Where do you go from here? So we're speaking with Counselor at Large Shane Burgo. If you want to call in, you can at 508-996-0500. So um, the Boston rent stabilization that Mayor Wu is putting forward is something like... 10%, I think, would cap it at a 10% increase. Do you, do you have an idea or are you just, you're not even there yet. You're just looking at, um, you know, whether or not people even support it. Yeah. Honestly, for me, I, I haven't gotten to the the meats and potatoes, so to speak, of what we would want New Bedford's rent stabilization to look like. Um, I've had conversations uh, with some landlords that some in favor, <laughs> some who are not at all. As soon as you mentioned the you word. actually have landlords that are in favor of this. Not in well, what they what I've heard, what I've been told. Yes, please, Shane. It, I yeah, want less money. <laughs> what they've said is, depending on the percentages, they would be in favor of it. Interesting. So, and I think that's a fair, you know, place to have because it's like if I say, oh yeah, we're going to do rent stabilization, you're, you're capped at ten percent or five percent. That's a small percentage, um, especially when we're looking at again, as I mentioned, the market changes the inflation cost of living taxes things like that that landlords have to deal with mm-hmm. so i wouldn't want to put our landlords in a situation where now they're struggling to pay their mortgage um, and their taxes and things like that because i'm capping the amount that they can raise their rent um again i don't know i don't have actual figures of what i would like to see for new bedford but as i mentioned i think that we can be very flexible in different ways of what what which particular properties and what circumstances would allow for those raises. I talked to, this is purely anecdotal. I talked to one of my friends who lived in one of these mill buildings, right? I'm not going to say which one, lived in one of these mill building apartments. And they said when, this was about seven, eight years ago that they lived in these mill buildings. And they said that it was $1,100 a month. It's now 22, right? For the same type of, of and and as you said in these last seven or eight years people's wages haven't gone up so i guess the question is you know you've talked to some landlords are these institute big institutional landlords or are they more like mom and pop landlords if such a thing exists yeah Yeah. (laughs) if there is such a thing yeah it's it's mostly the the mom and pop landlords as you put it it's Mm -hmm. you know and, and and those are really the landlords that i i want to hear from more so and and that's because they actually live in new bedford they actually have a stake in our city and they're the more compassionate landlords you know i I hate to say we we do have a lot of compassionate landlords out there i know sometimes we hear landlords and we think that there's greedy evil man or woman but no we do have a lot of compassionate landlords out there who don't raise their rents and double them and and not give notice and and they actually are very flexible and they don't they won't even need to have 
legislation like this to stop them from what they're doing because they're not the ones raising the rent this high. Right. Um, so I haven't gotten to the point where I've had conversations with, you know, bigger developers or people who live out of state that just own property here in New Bedford, but those conversations will be ongoing. Interesting. So we're speaking with city councilor at large, Shane Burgo. This is going on the so this will be going on the ballot uh, on this. You're hoping this will go on the ballot for the, November seventh. For November seventh. So this will so be with the city election. So yeah, that's the other part I want to mention. So how it works is the city council will pass this. I hope on March 9th. and then from there it will go to the mayor's office for his approval. Um, whether or not, uh, hoping he will sign it. If he doesn't, in this case, because of the ballot question, we can override uh, his veto if he does decide to. Do that. enough for an override? I believe I do, yes. Um, okay. One good thing, you know, I think I've been on this show before about, you know, when we talked about the walkout and other things, I, I'm really good at counting votes. I'm really good at mm-hmm. counting in general. Uh, and we've talked a, a lot about political math uh, and the amount of number you need. So I, I feel confident in our vote for March 9th, and I feel confident if we, if we need to to override the mayor's veto. From there, it goes to the solicitor's office. So the way our charter is set up... Um, the ballot question, even though I formed one and it's posted based on the feedback from the coalition that I'm working with, um, they... What coalition is that? It, well, it's it's one, a rent stabilization coalition, I guess. Okay. Uh, and we don't have a name. It's just a group of different community leaders uh, that I've brought together. To do, we, co- do we know these community leaders? Yeah, I would say, you know... Is this clandestine? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, Eric Andrade, okay. Eric Duart. Um, sure. Renee Ledbetter. Okay. Uh, I've, uh, Marlene Pollock. Yes. Um, oh my God. Was, oh, uh, Christina De Fonseca and, uh, Buddy Andrade is someone else, uh, that, uh, we've looking to group with. But then I've also, uh, have reached out to Helena De Silva Hughes from the Immigrants Assistance Center. Great work they do over there. Uh, the Democratic, uh, City Committee. Uh, I've spoken with Lisa Lemieux, who's the co-chair. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't, uh, met with them yet with our organization to kind of talk to them, but we're hoping to bring a lot of groups in um, that are doing outreach already in the community for, and that have, have similar experiences where they're talking to renters and they're, they don't know where they're going to live. The rents are going up, they're increasing. Um, so really just bringing all these people together to one, educate people on the difference between rent control and rent stabilization and also educate them on the ballot question so they know how to vote. And I, and I think that's important because uh, the part I wanted to mention is this will go to the city solicitor's office for final approval. So even though the, the ballot question that the coalition that I, fo- I have formed uh, has drafted a, 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 you know, a particular question, the city solicitor's office has the final say. So it can get to them and they can decide, nope, we don't like how this is worded. And this is where some of the uh, political tricks can come into play, where they decide to change the way it's questioned to make it less favorable or confusing for people. I think we've seen that in the state legislature. Well, state ballot questions oh absolutely yeah where you don't know if what yes means or what no actually means when the question actually is is finalized um so i'm hoping that the city solicitors uh, once if and when this is approved uh will keep it to what we have because i think it's the clearest question and easiest yes or no possible well shane the city solicitor works for the mayor mm-hmm. and i called the mayor's spokesperson and this mayor's spokesperson uh Seemed surprised to to learn about this, but you said you have spoken with people in the Mitchell administration. Yeah, so I know uh, the 
uh, public information officer right now is an interim uh, position uh, since they've replaced the the gentleman that was there before. Yes. So, but um, you know, I, I haven't had conversations directly with Mayor Mitchell, um, and I'm sure I will. Uh, you know, as I've mentioned on air before, I have a great working relationship with Mayor Mitchell. Um, I don't, I don't, I haven't gotten his feedback yet on this ballot question, so we'll see uh, <laughs> if he's Neither happy. Have I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's conversations I've had, especially working. Working uh, with affordable housing and homeless affairs, there, there's a number of things that I want to do besides the rent uh, stabilization question. You know, on the, our March 9th meeting, I'll also have a motion to discuss our accessory dwelling units. Um, I believe I've come on air uh, with Brian's, Brian Beats uh, to discuss that matter, mm-hmm. the changes that we want to see to our ordinances. Um, and that's something, too, I'd like to speak to the mayor's office about because they had called me originally when that story had come out about accessory dwellings. And they said, oh, is there anything you'd like to discuss about changes? And I said, ah, not at this time. <laughs> uh, and so now the time has come where I do want to review it. Just, you know, simple changes in our accessory dwelling units to help possibly increase the amount of units um, and make it uh you know, remove some of the barriers that we have when it comes to building. You know, one of the things I talk about is um, depending on the situation, a person might have a a large home and they, you know, can't do stairs or what have you. And they make a small accessory dwelling unit in their basement or an in-law. Some, you know, just in case people don't know what an accessory dwelling unit is, it's similar to an in-law suite. Um, And, you know, they might put it in their lower level. So it's all one floor. And then they might want to rent out their main home uh, to someone else. So maybe a family that's uh, starting new or might can, you know, move around more space. Our current ordinance does not allow for that. Um, So changes like that, or even like when we talk about parking, um, you know, having options to waive it depending on the area. Um, There's a lot of different things that we can do to help ramp up our accessory dwelling unit stock and uh, possibly help add some more rooms uh, and units to our lack of stock. Speaking with New Bedford City Councilor at Large Shane Berger, we're actually going to take a break. Uh, 508-996-0500. If you want to join us, we'll take your messages on the app chat as well. (laughs) Well, welcome back. Hey, uh, Shane, so you just proposed, you're proposing on Thursday. I think this is worth mentioning again. We're here with Shane Burgo. If you want to call in, if you want to send an app chat message, we do have an app chat message at 508-996-0500. But before we get to it, uh, I just want you one more time. You're proposing a ballot question that asks people whether or not they support rent stabilization. What is rent stabilization? So, yeah, again, rent stabilization is very different from rent control in the sense that we are not capping the amount of rent uh, that one landlord could charge, but rather the percentage in which each year it can increase. So we're not Mm -hmm. seeing landlords be able to increase by 100% doubling it every year, but rather maybe a number, let's say 30% or 20% or what have you in a year. So that way our residents have time to adjust for those increases. And, and again, the, the numbers of what percentage we want to help stabilize the rent will be flexible. And I think depending on, like I had mentioned before, the year or build of the of the structure, um, depending on how many units are in this home, uh, is it owner-occupied, things like that we can really look at on uh, helping to stabilize these rents. We actually got a few app chat messages. I want to read them. Uh, some of them uh, are supportive. Some of them are not. Um, but rent stabilization is a good idea is one. Um, Once the trains come in, landlords will double the rents due to to a radical property value increase. 
um, and basically said it's gentrification 101. Um, so if left unchecked, landlords will price gouge. Uh, there's another one that says, why should I have to suffer if people can't get a job and pay their rent? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Can you respond to that one? Well, a lot to unpack there, but, uh, you know, <laughs> if you, it's not just, a, I don't think it's just a uh, New Bedford issue. Like, as we mentioned before, housing is a regional issue. So if mm-hmm. you're in a situation where your rents are way too high that people can't even afford it, uh, it becomes a problem for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, <laughs> so I just, I get frustrated when I hear comments like that of, well, if it's too bad, get out of here. Um, <laughs> You yeah. know, if you don't like it, but yeah. but no, you know, I think this is a, a part of government. Especially, I always mention that we're called the Commonwealth of Massachusetts because we're all about the common good. And you know, speaking about the train station, uh, another motion that I'll have on the March ninth meeting um, is reviewing uh, some of our zoning um, for anti-displacement zones around the uh, transit corridors that we'll be seeing uh, with South Coast Rail. Um, So that way we don't lose, especially in New Bedford, we have such a historic um, rich neighborhoods and we don't want to see the Portuguese community, the Cape Verdean community, uh, you know, other various communities be pushed out uh, of areas that they have long held. Okay. So um, anti-displacement zoning laws around the transit corridors is very uh, policy speak. So can you unpack <laughs> that for us? So, you know, just to kind of point out what the app chat message was talking about, um, they had mentioned uh, the, the areas that are around the train stations for South Coast Rail that no one ever thought would ever come to completion. Well, it's coming. It's going to be finished this year. Um, and there has been an increase in concern i would say now that we know that it definitely is coming that um that the, those particular areas are going to be sought after especially for commuters that you know maybe from more expensive cities uh or towns that like for example boston mm-hmm. might say hey let me go get an apartment in new bedford near the train station because i can i'm being paid high amount of money i can afford to pay two thousand three thousand dollars a month in rent yeah. um so having these overlay uh districts to possibly um you know again maybe have rent stabilization so that right. way you can't increase it too highly or also just uh possibly looking at something like inclusionary zoning for these particular areas where development's coming in, making sure that we don't have large developers coming in these particular areas near the train station and pricing people out. Sure. Um, so you're going to need state support, legislative support. Uh, do you have any, uh, I don't, again, you haven't, I know there hasn't, hasn't been this much uh, thought far ahead because you just want to see whether or not your own constituent support yeah. it. Um, but Let's say they do. Do you have any people in the state legislature that you've talked to so far? That yeah, so this? I've spoken to my own state uh, representative, uh, Chris Hendricks. Uh, he's mm-hmm. aware of the ballot measure. Um, he, he himself has co-sponsored uh, legislation. It's coming on tomorrow, so. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Will I be surprising him? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. We've, we've had the car. And, and, and you know, I really want to commend my state representative, Chris Hendricks. I, you know, I'm very proud to be represented by him. Um, he's doing a, a housing, I believe, for him is also a, a real big focus so it's it's wonderful uh not not only here on the local level but on our state level to have someone like chris Hendricks advocating uh for better housing policy and i know that uh rent stabilization is something that he's also fighting for on the state level um i haven't met with um 
State Representative Cabral yet. Um, he's a, a phone call that I, I have spoken to his staff about scheduling a meeting, but our schedules just, I haven't been able to get them to mesh yet. Sure. Um, but he's uh, another a state rep that I'm looking to reach out to and that I haven't spoken with uh, Senator Montigny yet. Um, but, you know, looking at the whole South Coast delegation, really, because I feel, again, it's not just a, an issue for New Bedford, but a regional and, as we know, statewide and national issue. Um, so I'm really hoping that this will be the beginning for New Bedford, but it will be a um, catalyst for a lot of our other towns and surrounding municipalities. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Do you, uh, this is sort of a broader, more philosophical question, but based on all these seemingly intractable housing issues, do you think that, like, you're, you know, you're going to end up being on the right side of history on this? Because you see Michelle Wu trying to do that in Boston. She's getting a little bit pushed back in the city council, but it looks like they're going to do something. And there's legislation on Beacon Hill. Do you think that you're, you know, you're eventually this is going to become a, a, a statewide solution? I, I honestly hope so. And I, I, I believe I will. It will be uh, something that we look at and say, why didn't we do this sooner? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it. What I will say, though, because I'm not arrogant, is that, hey, it might not work out. It might not be something that people want to do. This is just something I'm proposing, um, and I think it's worked in other areas, um, and it could work here. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know that a lot of people think back to rent control 19, you know, what have you, with uh, New York City and how bad it was in that sense, which is why, as I mentioned before, I'm not in favor of rent control, but rent stabilization, sure. which would be very different. And I, and, I, and I get your point, too, is wondering if, you know, if it will be bad when we think about landlords and development here in New Bedford and not wanting to discourage, uh, you know, development because we already are at are at a situation where we have a lack of development, a lack mm-hmm. of uh, underdeveloped properties here in New Bedford. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat site. We're going to take a break now, and we'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. Make it in. Get breaking news alerts. Stream audio. Send us text messages and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we're here with Councilor at Large Shane Burgo. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. You're live. Hi, thank you. Uh, kudos to both of you for highlighting this issue. I Thanks. really appreciate it. And uh, New Bedford be- could become a very dreary, miserable city if it's flooded with homeless people freezing on the streets in the future. So uh, thank you very much for highlighting it. Um, now, Sean, are you uh, all coordinating with uh, other partners like Carl uh, Alves and uh, Josh Amaral? Yes, I have. Uh, so I actually uh, am partnered with Carl Owls uh, from PACA to, on the Home Group. I'm not sure if you've heard of our Home Group. It stands for Housing Options for Momentum and Equity. Okay, now he has announced a, a, a major uh, uh, public um, conference at uh, UMD in April, I believe April Yes, 15th, with Congressman Keating's he, office. He hasn't yet uh, informed us as to what time and uh, what time frame would be oh, on that date. Oh, he just told day. me. 
too. So it's on April 12th at 3 p.m. Um, and they're asking that people register because there's limited space uh, at the li- – I believe it's in the library at UMass Dartmouth. HUD's going to be there, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I talked to him about that. And are you going to be speaking – I have not been asked to speak, but I will be there uh, and, uh, in person. What do you expect from the conference? Uh, I think it's just a, a chance for us uh, to look at, because we talk often about this being a national issue, not just a New Bedford issue, and in our case, regional. So I think it's important to see our congressman there and then also bringing uh, HUD um uh, excuse me, housing and urban development. Uh, for those who don't know the acronym, um, together to to talk about different approaches that this region can make to help increase our uh, housing stock, but specifically our affordable housing stock. And how would they do that, in your opinion? Well, you know, for me, I think that we we need to offer more funding, especially for the incentives that we have for developers to increase that housing stock. You know, for us here in New Bedford, I know that we're very fortunate to have, you know, the Kavanaugh Group or Cruise Construction, when they build housing here in New Bedford, a lot of their uh, units are... Uh, considered affordable or uh, income restricted. Uh, So we don't have, you know, issues that other municipalities have where developers are coming in building market rate homes or, as other people say, workforce housing. Um, So New Bedford's a little bit better when it comes to, especially we have a large uh, public housing stock here in New Bedford, I think greater than most uh, municipalities in the Commonwealth. But I think just looking at uh, incentives for developers to come in to build more housing stock and to help in, um, provide gap funding for those developers to increase the housing stock. All right. Now, the, uh, the governor, in her inaugural speech, uh, said that she's appointing a uh, commission to uh, look into all state properties that are not being utilized and to um, uh, um, designate them as places to build uh, housing and to get that started this year because it's such a crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, in New Bedford, we have empty mills and factories. Yep. And um, is that solely on Josh Amaral's uh, back to uh, try to research what properties could possibly um, be bought? By our city, with whatever grants or money is available, can he research that alone? Well, he has a, a, a office staff. He has a whole office, uh, our Office of Housing and Community Development that he runs. Um, so, I, yes, it would fall under his purview, I would say. But, but, but how many of them of can be devoted to looking up all these documents when they are busy doing their regular duties? Yeah, understandable. Uh, you know, I don't know that number at this point, uh, but I, I feel as though because we have a governor now that is putting a focus on housing and now creating, um, you, you know, a secretariat for it, um, we might see a stronger focus or even more funding for local municipalities right, two, to do that. Two short questions. Sure. Wasn't Ma'am Wu supposed to bring this issue of uh, stabilization in front of her city council a couple of weeks ago? I have not heard of any vote by them on it, what do you know? Um, Yeah, I don't know if the city council has taken it up in Boston yet, but I know that she has already sent that uh, proposal to them. And I believe it might be in committee currently. Hmm. All right. uh, Thank you very much for your work on it. Um, Is there a backup plan if all our best intentions uh, do not work out and the city has... uh, 
uh, ever-enlarging homeless population. Government seizure of private property. No more private property. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I yeah, was going to say that's, not... <laughs> that's funny, but but not to the homeless person. No, I know. I hear you. So, uh, what is there a backup plan if rent stabilization does not work and uh, uh, obtaining city properties to be translated into housing does not go forward? What's the backup plan to take care of the uh, looming large amount of displaced? Uh, renters in New Bedford. Yeah, so I, I've discussed before, you know, we have funding uh, through our Community Preservation Act. We have community development block grants, our CBDG funds, uh, where we can help provide gap funding for developers. You know, that was one of the um, answers I gave previously about trying to incentivize developers to build more housing because at the end of the day, more housing, will, uh, you know, more units, I should say, uh, will help with the supply and demand issue that we're seeing and, right and now. And if that doesn't happen, would we have tents in all the parks? Well, I would hope not. I would hope that we will find other avenues. It's one of those things that it's, it's going to take an all-tools-in-the-toolbox approach. Uh, there's definitely not a one-answer uh, fix-all for our housing crisis. And finally... Is there any uh, statistic about expecting how many people are going to become homeless due to rent gouging, etc.? Is there a statistic on that of how many out of the 100,000 in the city or 110,000 in the city? I don't have that number with me, but that's definitely something I would want to look into. Okay. Thanks for looking into it. And uh, thanks for having him on your program. Yeah, anytime. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I mean, you always you you always make some sort of news when you come on. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta stay relevant every now and then. You know, and, and, you know, yeah. and to the caller's point, you know, and I think this kind of goes back to your question you asked earlier, which is like, are you going to be on the right side of history here? Do you think this is a good move? And for me, I just one of the main reasons why I decided to run for city council was because I felt that we weren't focusing enough on the housing crisis Um, there's a lot of intersectionality when it comes to housing and mental health and the opioid crisis and so many other issues that i think all come back to housing i I remember i joked a lot of times when we were preparing for the forums and someone say well what's your answer to this and i said all my answers are going to lead back to housing you can ask me any question about (laughs) what do you think about this as a city council it will be solved with housing yeah housing will always be the answer let's take a break so we can finish out the hour strong WBSM app is everything. But you, Shane, you're always going to say what's on your mind. So <laughs> <laughs> this is what you say right before you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Is there is there anything else that we haven't um, that we haven't touched on that you want to talk about? Um. No. I. You know. I guess I just want to point out again. Uh, the, the cliche that I always like to go back to is, you know, I'm an elected official. Um, I don't do this job. Uh, on my own and i really look for the community's support um and that's why a ballot question like this i'm really looking forward to because i i want to show the people of new bedford that their votes matter especially here on the local level mm-hmm. um, i'm hoping it really opens people's eyes to the power that the city council has uh, that was one of the things uh when i was running i was told often you know the city council doesn't have control over that or which you know in most cases we don't uh, <laughs> we're, ve- we're very it's limited. true yeah um but I, I'm often would say we have influence. We have a lot of influence, yeah. and, and I think we've we've learned recently uh, that our words have action. Our words, have, you know, we we have a unique opportunity to use our. 
platform to to spread uh, you know positivity or you know push for certain legislation that we want to see happen on the state level and for other municipalities. So the city council, for you know what it lacks in actual <laughs> legislative power, it makes up for in influence and um, you know uh, promoting things. Yeah, and that is really important. Um, so. So we're speaking with uh, Councilor at Large Shane Burgo. He talked about a rent stabilization ballot question he wants to put on, and it's you're just asking the people of New Bedford whether or not they would support enacting a rent stabilization ordinance. Exactly, and when it comes down to it, if the people of New Bedford say no, we don't want this, don't even bring it up. You know, I mm-hmm. encourage you get out and vote November seventh. You know, it's so November seventh is this year's uh, general election. I'm not sure yet if we'll have a primary and things like that, but the ballot question itself will happen on the uh, final election, the general election, as we call and it. And you're running for re-election. I am, yes. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, technically, we haven't announced those yet, right? Yeah. This is where I announce I'm running for mayor, right? But Yeah. <laughs> breaking news. No, I'm not running for mayor. I think I've mayor. asked you that twice already. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll, just to reiterate again, I'm not running for mayor, um, but... I am running again for my uh, council at large seat uh, and, and hoping to continue the work that I have begun, uh, especially with my affordable housing and homeless affairs committee and really looking to make uh, these strategic changes like the caller previously of, you know, if one thing fails, what's the fail safe? We have to keep pushing to, to help make it so New Bedford is livable uh, for our residents. And um, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it, Shane. Uh, well, we've got about we've got about thirty seconds. Oh, okay. So, Shane, what's your favorite movie? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. You know, I I feel like the f- first one that popped in my head was The Color Purple, and okay. so I have to say that one because I know we're pressed for time. Yeah. But there's so many other movies that I would want to actually see. But The Color Purple had a real strong hold on me for a while. I I could recite. I probably still could recite a lot of the lines from that. It all started because I read the book in English class, um, and from there I watched the movie. And it's always something. I, anytime it comes on, I always watch it. The book might be banned now. <laughs> well, that's you go to RR, it's banned. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and I want to highlight this because I know we're at WBSM Fairhaven, uh, I believe, has their school committee elections coming up April 